We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the March or Die podcast again this week. So thankful to have you join me. Looking forward to the conversation today and uh, excited about this topic. I think this is a topic that is so important for us to understand. I've alluded to it in the past. Uh, I've addressed it briefly, but we're going to dive into this idea that it is possible to be breathing and yet not be alive. To be breathing and yet not be alive. I've entitled this episode, the death of the living, (laughs) the death of the living, because I believe there are so many people out there who are going about their lives, doing their thing, they're functioning, and from the outside, they look like they are doing pretty well, but on the inside, uh, they're not doing well at all. We're going to talk about that today. Again, thank you for joining me. If you are watching the live stream, thank you for joining the live stream. Go ahead and leave a comment in the comment section below, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, streaming live to both of those at the same time. Leave a comment. We'd love to connect to you there. Every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, we go live. If you are listening to the podcast, thank you for listening. Please do me a favor on either one of those platforms or all of them. Subscribe. Subscribe wherever it is you watch or wherever it is you listen, and that lets you know when new shows come online. I do my best to get them out every week. Once in a while, we'll miss a week because something's going on in life, but do my best to get out there every week. And uh, again, I would love to continue to share uh, this content with you and continue a conversation with you. If you have questions or thoughts or you just want to leave a comment, please go ahead and do that as well. This show, of course, is the place where I do my best every week to add a layer of understanding to this question. How do we move forward when the world around us seems to be falling apart? How do we move forward when the world around us seems to be falling apart? And I think all of us can relate to that question. It may be the world around us, and we sometimes look at the world and we think it's falling apart. Globally, we're dealing with some things. Locally, as a nation, we're dealing with things. The world sometimes seems like it's falling apart. But when I say the world, really I'm speaking more specifically of your world. If you were to draw a, a circle around yourself and you're standing in the middle of the circle, that's your world. These are the people that you know, your relationships, the job that you have, the, the work that you go to, how you make a living. It's where you live. It's the community uh, in which you live. It may be the neighborhood where you have a house, your world, the place that you live every single day. 
as good as these places can be in your world, there are moments when aspects of your world seem like they're falling apart. How do you move forward when that happens? When the battles of life come, when you're dealing with the unexpected, how do you move forward? I do my best every week to talk about some aspect of that. The conclusion every week is the same. When you do find yourself in that position, you really only have two choices. <laughs> two choices. We love choices. We like to have a lot of options. This is America. We like options. But really, you only have one of two choices. You can stay where you are and die. You can do that. Or you can move forward. And again, today, I want to deal a little more specifically, a little more in depth with this idea of staying where you are and dying. Because when I say that, I, I think we have images of someone just giving up, laying down on the battlefield, and letting the enemy overrun them. You, you watch the old movies from World War I or even before that, and you see the enemy coming over the hill, and they've got a bayonet, and they're bayonetting people <laughs> along the way. Uh, sometimes that's the image we have when we talk about laying down and dying. But again, in, in a, a non-physical sense, it is possible to lay down spiritually, uh, to lay down emotionally, to lay down in, re- in relationships that we have relationally, to lay down and just give up. And yet so often we can do that. On the inside, we know we're broken. We're not pursuing our purpose. We're not going after the things we believe we were called to go after. We're not building something that we can leave behind for the next generation. We've given up. But because we're getting up every morning and getting dressed and going to work and saying hello to the kids on the way out the door, because we are functioning, we look like we've got it all together when really we don't. And I believe that the only way to move forward is one step at a time. But I also acknowledge that it can be overwhelming. Relationships can be so difficult whether it's the relationship with a spouse, the relationship with a child, maybe an older parent, or just someone else in your life. Relationships can be so challenging. It's possible in the context of a relationship to just hit it in neutral, to coast, to exist, but really to know you're functioning within the context of a dead relationship. It's possible. You keep going, but there's really nothing there. At work, you stop trying. You stop pushing forward. You stop trying to do better. You stop trying to be the one who makes things happen. You show up. You clock in. You clock out when the day is over. That's it. You're working. You're earning a paycheck. But really, as far as that job is concerned, you're dead. And in so many other areas, we understand this. It is possible to be breathing and yet not alive. And in all of that, though, I would encourage you with this. We must decide that we're not, even when the battle is raging, when the the mortar shells are falling around us and the rounds are coming our direction because the enemy's firing at us, in the midst of the hottest part of the battle, we have to decide that we're not just going to stay where we are and die, that we're going to do the hard work putting one foot in front of the other and making the important things in life happen. Uh, I love to share stories, and man, this is a good one. You're familiar with the man, Patrick Henry. Patrick Henry was the one who famously said, give me liberty or give me death. Give me liberty or give me death. What a great phrase. He understood uh, intuitively or perhaps from watching the people around him that it's better to die physically than to give up your freedom. Here's what he was actually saying. 
with that statement. We're going to dive into that statement. But with that statement, give me liberty or give me death. Here's what he was saying. He was saying, I would rather lose my life than die emotionally, (laughs) die spiritually, die relationally, die on the inside, just so that I can have some modicum of safety and security. I need to be free. I need to live the life that I was called to live. Otherwise, there's absolutely no purpose in even pretending. Give me liberty or give me death. This was a man that understood the importance of putting one foot in front of the other and moving forward. That statement was made during the Second Virginia uh, Convention. The states at the time were trying to decide what they were going to do in 1775 with Great Britain. Great Britain was imposing things on the colonies that were a violation of treaties and other uh, ideals that they had held when they moved to the New World. Things were happening. The country was developing, although not yet quite a country. The colonies were coming together and they were trying to decide, and this was one of those moments where they were trying to decide whether they were going to push back or just acquiesce to the King of England and go along with whatever it is he told them to do. They were, after all, British. (laughs) They were trying to navigate all of this and during the Second Virginia Convention as they tried to deal with this at St. John's Church in Richmond, Virginia. On March 23rd, 1775, Patrick Henry stood up and he gave an incredible speech. I want to read a portion of that for you. This is really toward the end of the speech. It's kind of the last paragraph. He says this. Listen to this. If you haven't heard it, you need to. It is in vain, sir, he's speaking to the president of the convention. It is in vain, sir, to extenuate the matter. Gentlemen may cry, peace, peace. But there is no peace. The war is actually begun. The next gale that sweeps from the north will bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. Our brethren are already in the field. Why stand we here idle? What is it that gentlemen wish? What would they have? Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. I know not what course others may take, but as for me... Give me liberty or give me death. Man, what a powerful, powerful speech. That ended with the words we've all been taught in school for the generations following uh, the moment where he uttered them in public. You see, he understood. The war was happening whether we wanted to acknowledge it or not. Uh, those that we cared about, other, uh, others of our, our countrymen, he said, were already in the field of battle, fighting the battles. Things were happening. Why were we not engaging the enemy? This is the mindset. It says, I'm not going to just go along to get along. I'm not going to just value peace and quiet and gentleness so much that I'm willing to neglect the reason for which I was placed on this earth. Because physical death would be better than that death on the inside. So clearly put. But I wonder how often in our lives we don't see it exactly that way. We should. 
We should, when we find ourselves in the battles of life, declare, as did Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death. I'd rather not even exist than to pretend everything's okay when it's not. Ben Franklin said this, some people die at 25 and aren't buried until 75. What kind of a life is that? If I could encourage you with only one thing, using this podcast as my platform, and that's the reason I, I, I put this podcast out. If I could encourage you with one thing, it's don't quit, don't give up, don't stop, don't pretend. Do the hard work of putting one foot in front of the other. The question really is this. What is it that kills us? What kills us? We talk about that emotional and that relational and that spiritual death, that death on the inside. What is it that kills us? Fear kills us. There are so many people that they've stopped moving forward, not because the enemy is so powerful or so strong or because they don't have another choice, but because, put simply, they're afraid. They're afraid of what the future may hold. They're afraid that whatever the future holds, they won't be able to deal with. They're afraid that as bad as things have been up to this point, they may get worse. They're afraid. Fear is a natural emotion. It's something that I've talked about in the past, and I'm sure I'll talk about it again. Episode number six of our podcast, in fact, I spent the whole episode just dealing with fear. Fear is understandable. The the person in battle whether real or these other battles that we deal with in life, if they're honest, they would always acknowledge there is at least a moment of fear. Fear comes to those who are in the fight. Fear comes to those who are in the battle. Fear is not the thing to be avoided. However, fear should not dictate what we do. That's the difference. A coward, we could define a coward in a lot of different ways. But you know what a coward is? Really, a coward is someone who has encountered fear, as does every other single human on the planet. But instead of pushing through that fear to accomplish the goal, they've allowed that fear to dictate their actions. When I think about a coward, I know that has a really negative connotation. When I think about a coward, that's what I think about. Someone who has experienced the same kinds of fears in the same kinds of places as everyone else and has allowed that fear to dictate what they do next. Fear is the thing that kills us. If I try harder, I'm going to fail. If I invest here in this relationship, I may get hurt. If I do this or that, uh, the outcome may not be all that I want it to be. I'm afraid, and because I'm afraid, I'd be better off just going along. Fear kills us. The unknown kills us, and that goes along with fear. Because we cannot predict what the future may hold, we just decide it's not even worth trying. I think back to the revolution. We mentioned uh, both Patrick Henry and Ben Franklin. I think back to these men, the, the founders of our country. We call them our founding fathers. There was that group of people, but there were a lot of people behind them, regular men and women who owned Uh, small houses and small farms and work jobs and did their thing. They stood up to the greatest nation on earth, the most powerful nation on earth at the time, Great Britain, and they won. Sometimes I think we can look back to that moment or those moments with nostalgia. We didn't live through it, but we've seen movies and we've been to museums. We've we've experienced some of that really uh, 
apart from the actual events that were taking place and the reality of it. But can you imagine being on the other side of that? We look back and know what happened. They had no idea how it was all going to turn out. When Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death, uh, that was not figurative language for him. So many paid so much. But they had to make a decision on really the wrong side of the battle if they were going to move forward. They did not let the unknown prevent them from moving forward. And yet in our lives, we can allow what we don't know and what we don't understand to keep us from moving forward. The unknown kills us. You know what else kills us? Exhaustion. I've been so tired at points in my life, I just didn't want to go on anymore. Some aspect of work was just too hard. I'm exhausted. I don't want to do this anymore. Relationships, the same. And everything else that I've dealt with in my life and you have dealt with in your life, the battles that we've encountered, those things we didn't expect, they come to us and we fight for so long and then we just get tired. It has been said that fatigue makes cowards of us all. What a great statement and what a truth. We know it happens. But why does it matter? Why does it matter that we continue on? It does, but why? We need to be reminded of this from time to time. One of the reasons uh, that we need to push past the fear and the lack of knowledge of what may happen and overcome the exhaustion, one of the reasons is because we have been placed on this earth. We've talked about this. To fulfill our God-given purpose at a moment just like this one, God knew when you'd be walking this earth and what events would be taking place when you did. God understood all of that, and yet he placed you here for a purpose. What is your purpose? Maybe what you need is to get back to that, to understand your purpose once again, to recover that. But it matters. Because there are people who are breathing breath. (laughs) They're living life, and yet they're dead on the inside because they've no longer made any effort to pursue the purpose for which they were placed on this planet. I can't think of anything worse than getting to the end of my life, having made no attempt or very little attempt or given up on fulfilling my God-given purpose. Uh, That's what keeps me awake at night. The great thing about pursuing your purpose or fulfilling your God-given purpose is that uh, perfection is not required. Having everything figured out is not required. Uh, Walking one road, never stopping, never pausing, never falling back, none of that's required. It's just the consistent plotting. It's going after it one day after another, after another, after another, and really moving toward that goal. Your purpose Your purpose may be to walk until you die. I don't know. Your purpose may be to accomplish something significant that others will applaud. I have no idea. Maybe your purpose is to raise kids who will carry on after you. Whatever it is, wherever it is you've been placed, keep moving forward. Don't quit. Perhaps along with that, it is to be a guide for others. I think in my own life so often about this in particular. If the only reason I was placed on this earth at a moment in time like this one was to be a guide that others could follow, then that would be enough. But it also requires that I do something that they'd be interested in following. (laughs) 
There will be other moments in time where there are global pandemics and confusion around the world and political upheaval and uh, racial chaos. There will be other moments like this. Without a doubt, that's human history. It will happen. And if I can move through this time in a way that provides an example for those when it happens again to follow, then I've succeeded. But what if the example I've provided or will provide to my kids and to others in future generations is that when things like this happen, the best thing you can do is to just lay down and die? What if that's the example that I've provided to them? What if that's my legacy? That not only have I died, but I've led others to do the same. I've made a decision that will impact generations of people coming up behind me. It matters. There are things that kill us. But moving forward matters. Not allowing uh, ourselves to lay down and die, it matters. So how do we do it? How do we keep moving forward when it would be easier to just lay on the ground and die? We get the right perspective. Podcasts like this, reading books of the lives of men and women who have done it, having conversations with people who have overcome trials. Why do we like these stories on social media uh, of people who have dealt with things that were so impossible and they've come out on the other side uh, victorious? Why do we like those stories? Because it motivates us. It helps us to get a better perspective on our own lives. We need that perspective. Get a better perspective. Lift your gaze up. Lift your eyes up. Stop looking at your own situation and look at what's actually going on. Get the right perspective. How do we move forward? Well, we do it one foot at a time. I believe this is often the challenge. If there's a challenge, the big challenge, what is it? I think this is it sometimes. The challenge is that we know where we are. We look down the road and we think, man, it it could take a long time to get there. And there might be a lot of bad stuff between here and there. I don't have any idea, but it's just too much. I can't do it. It's like the the old uh, saying, how do you eat an elephant? (laughs) One bite at a time. How do you move forward when the battle is raging around you? One step at a time. Instead of focusing on the last step, instead of focusing on the entire journey, you have no idea what that's even going to look like. Instead of dealing with things that are out of your control, why don't you focus on the next step? Take the next step, and then take the one after that, and then take the one after that, and then take the one after that, and eventually you're going to look back and have moved quite a ways, one step at a time. Stop worrying about everything all at the same time. Worrying about, worry rather about taking one step at a time. How do you do it? Get the right perspective. Move one foot at a time. And then look forward. Look forward. We spend so much time looking backwards at how hard it was, how much we've lost, the trials, the obstacles. And then that exhaustion kicks in, (laughs) which leads to fear because we don't know the future. We need to look forward. It doesn't hurt once in a while to glance over our shoulder if we do it so that we can have the right perspective to see where it is that we've come from. But move forward. And the only way to move forward is to look forward, understanding what it is you're trying to accomplish, taking one step at a time.
There are so many people in life that are breathing and yet not alive. There are few things that make me feel as sad as observing the death of the living. People who are just going through the motions of life and yet accomplishing nothing. What a terrible way to live. Don't let it happen. The battles will come. The fight will come. The enemy will show up. It's life. But you get to decide what you do next, what happens next. You get to decide. Don't die. Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep moving forward. Because in life and in life's battles, as we end for another week, you only have two choices. You can march or you can die. And the great thing in all the chaos of the world is this. You have the power to decide. Well, the physician comes in and says, tells this lovely couple, hey, your son's not going to make it. But there's a young girl here in the hospital who just delivered a baby girl and she's given her up. She's going to leave her here. Do you want her instead? That was chart topper Ryan Stevenson sharing a personal testimony on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us weekly to hear artists, songwriters, worship leaders, filmmakers, and other creatives tell their stories in the form of a devotional. The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform.